And we are back. Uh, here we go. Maddie, we've got a special guest on tonight. Um, we've got finally our first athlete on yeah. the, uh, the, the podcast. Bring some credibility uh, to a sports podcast, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we've been- okay, okay, okay. First one, I, I got to feel honored about that. I have to feel a little bit honored. <laughs> I got to watch the athlete, but I, I guess it all works the same. <laughs> Still the most athlete we've ever had. Yeah, Love you're it. the most athletic uh, person on the show that we've had yet. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it. <laughs> uh, so um, NBA draft is tonight. Before oh, yeah. we get into it, there there's going to be another podcast dropping, a special uh, emergency podcast about the Marcus Smart trade. But anything that you're looking at, whether it's NBA-wise, I know you're a huge basketball fan too. Yeah. It's what they're going to do at number two. Or actually what they're going to do at number three. Because yep. they said, first of all, I get so pissed that this Dame, these Dame rumors go around every year. It's like, bro, are you staying? Are you running from the grind? What's up? Then you complain about they don't do anything for you. Well, it's like, all right, they have the third pick now this year. And let's see what they're going to do. There's already, there's already been trades happening. CP3s, you got traded yep. to, uh, to the Warriors. Jordan Poole got sent to the Wizards. Like, teams are making moves. Porzingis on the Celtics. Like, what is, what is Dame? And Portland going to do at three. I think that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. And then hometown team, see who the Hawks get at 10. I mean, I think they're at 15. See the Hawks get at 15 and see what else plays out from there. Yeah. I think I just saw, I mean, these rumors are so much fun. I uh, it was si- Anthony Simons and three for Mikhail Bridges, but it got turned down. Oh, really? That happened? Yeah. I yeah. didn't they were talking about it. So that's what they're trying to do. It looks like they're trying to make a splash because they're like, what are they? They shut down the Dame talks now. They're just like not talking to anybody. It's, it's Miami or nothing, right? I'm I'm sick. I'm telling y'all, I'm I'm sick of hearing the Dame rumors. Like yeah. I'm tired. It's every single I'm a big NBA fan, like big NBA guy, big NBA offseason. Like this is one of my favorite times of year because we're in the dead period of sports. It's just baseball yeah. and and wrestling. Like so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I didn't Greco Roman style. <laughs> Oh, God, I just got – don't get me started on wrestling. I actually just got put on wrestling the other day, and I, I love it. <laughs> are you into it? Oh, I'm so – so at Kennesaw, we had are – are you into it? Do you, do you know about it pretty well? So 80s wrestling. I, I'm wearing the hacks. Okay, right, you, okay so you know the, the Steiners? The Steiners? Oh, yeah, the Steiner oh, yeah. Brothers. Okay, so, Steiner. Yeah. so their, their son, uncle – I think one's a dad too – Bronson played on my football team. Like he was, a, he was our feedback. He's Braun Breaker. You know the guy that just won uh, at second place NXT that just fought Seth Rollins. Like yep. he is, he was my, he was the running back at Kennesaw. The dude is jacked, so he's as big as big as he can be right now. He runs a four two, like four three four two, like insane. Bench like thirty six reps at the combine. Like so, I saw he was fighting Seth Rollins. I'm like, is, so I text my group message like, yo, is this a big deal? They're like. No, it's a huge deal. So then, yeah. then I started like going through the storylines. And then I looked at, I was like, yo, who is this Roman Reigns guy? Yo, he is like, yo, he's crazy. I'm like, yo, he's nice. So you're and just thought, getting into this. I just got into it. I'm telling you. Because it's real for you. My my friends were literally like, yeah, like the the stage that Roman's on right now, they're like, we would have never thought he was off on the mic. So they started telling me about how people are going to the mics. How people are getting wrestling and like tag teams, all this stuff. So like I'm I'm into it, man. Like I'm completely into it. You've um, seen how the, you've seen behind the scenes a little bit now. So you're like, okay, now it makes some sense. It's like more fun oh, to follow. Yeah. Plus, you have that connection. So that's fun. Yeah, I'm into it now. You know what I mean? So they, they're trying to put him on like this like 
because I guess legacy that's because Roman Reigns is the Rock's cousin, but they're trying to push him to they're trying to push him to be like I wonder when they're gonna call him up on the main roster, honestly. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. That's wild. We did a lot of 80s and 90s wrestling, and then I just I fell off and I lost track of it. But it is I, I hear these names, so I know some of these names, but it's always fun. They do a good job over there. I love cool. the pomp and circumstance of WrestleMania yeah. every year and like, you know, oh, just the I excitement. Like I, I rarely watch it, but it's it's like, oh, what's this guy doing? And then is the Undertaker coming back or is Shawn Michaels, you know, gonna arrive? So I get it. Um <laughs> KJ, we, we want to talk some football with you. We know it's kind of the quiet time of the NFL season. We're ramping up. Mm-hmm. But um so you started your college career, Kennesaw State. Well, I actually started I started oh. at university. So Miami Ohio. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's where I started off at. Yep. So tell me a little bit about like the biggest adjustment. It's graduation season. Everyone just graduated from high school. Uh, you know, people are looking to play sports at the next level. I'd love to hear a little bit about like what was the biggest transition from playing high school football to college football and then you know what you've seen from people that you've known or in your your network that have gone from college to the NFL or or college to pros in any sport. I'll say this just from hindsight hindsight's 2020 succeeding in college is actually very easy if you just know how to do it the right way. So just coming in prepared so basically knowing that hey if I have treatment or if I have physical therapy on my schedule that this is not optional like I have to be there. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard really telling an 18 year old kid and the ones that get it are the ones that play early coming into class. But you'll see it. These kids don't, especially teams outside the power five, the whole the whole class will redshirt. It's not it's not because because people just coming in, not knowing, really understanding like, oh, I can't miss this or because all these coaches coaches operate off of is trust. So if you're doing everything right off the field, whether that's being being on meetings on time, you know, not missing anything. Uh, never skipping reps and workouts. It sounds a lot more simple, but literally like you'll play from the jump. And that's all I had to learn. Reliability. About the school was, yeah, it's the accountability. Like I had all the talent in the world at Miami. Like I had my OC always meet me and tell me this, but it was the stuff I kept, I kept missing treatments, missing lifts, like stuff like that. But And it burned like, it graved like a hole in my head. Like, yo, I can't just miss this stuff anymore. But like yeah. I said, it's, it's hard really telling an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid that did yes. whatever the heck he wanted in high school that he can't do whatever the heck he wants in college because these coaches have families to feed. You know what I mean? They they can't right. trust you. They're, they will easily roll out a less talented kid because they know, at least I know he's not going to mess up. Because they because coaches tell you this, how you do anything is how you do everything. So mm-hmm. the way you apply yourself off the field, it, it'll get you on the field it's like like that so that's that's the quickest thing i picked up on well i didn't click up on pick i didn't no click one does. It's hard. Pick up on it quick enough because i transferred but i picked up on it basically. yeah i didn't start learning any of the things i need to do with my life until like a few years ago so it's hard man no one needs that stuff at that age who is uh, when you were there so you were there 2018 2016 2017 right yep who was your who was your Who's the most talented you played with when you were at Miami Ohio and they still playing in the league or like you got some buddies who were still kicking around? Most talented. I can t- on the team. A lot of kids that are most talented on the team just didn't pan out in the league. But yeah, my best friend is Dominique Robinson. He just got drafted by the Bears last year. Yep. Super talented, 
like the kid, we always play basketball in the offseason. He's one of my best friends. He um he started off at quarterback, came in, made a switch to receiver, and then after I left, made a switch from receiver to DN and got drafted. So he's extremely talented. Um, but like a lot, a lot of the a lot of the guys that just come in and work. Like it's it's that's really what yeah, was the talented guys really really kind of left. You know what I mean? Miami is such a system type of school where it's like, if you fit into that system pretty well, you don't need like an extreme, a lot of, of talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to grind it out. And then, so you, <laughs> and you finished up at Kennesaw, which I saw there. So do you rep both of those schools now? Are you like invested in the success for Miami and Kennesaw? Cause Kennesaw is moving to the conference USA. What next summer, right? Yeah. The moon and conference USA. Yeah. Okay. You've been following that. How do you feel about that? Oh, they're going to be the worst team. I don't want, I, I don't want to say this, but. <laughs> It's just it's hard because a lot of, I, it's I'm hate that I have to explain this to like even my kids when I get older people I'm like listen the reason why my stats aren't there is because we ran a triple option offense yeah like so yeah they're trying to transition from triple option to they got Lamar's old uh, offensive lineman coach at Louisville see yeah. like apparently he's he's really good but man up front the game is one in the trenches and i just can't see them pass for for longer than two seconds so the quarterback's getting sacked so the transition is going to be similar to like a georgia southern you ever seen yeah. georgia southern play yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like that where like they're running the option but like extended out they're still gonna do the same thing just just extend it out from from under the center so yeah. we'll see i i think it's gonna be rough but give it give it five years it yeah. can be like an app state it can be like yeah. um, you know, those type of schools, because we're right. We're right. We're 20 minutes, 25 minutes from the city. Hotbed. You're going to get town. Amazing. Food's amazing. And once they yeah. start, you just recruiting the state and there you go. Literally. You get all the kids who, for whatever reason, didn't end up at Georgia or Tennessee. And- those are still talented, right? Like I went to UMass Amherst. That's the worst team in the country. Like that you can't recruit in the Northeast. You can't get those uh, kids. There's nobody uh, up there. Right. You get like BC scraps. Those kids yeah. are going to get it done. Yeah. So. You'll get there's a lot of there's a lot of success stories over the last couple of years of these teams like James Madison just did it. Old Dominion did it like right. yeah. you're in a good spot. I think you guys could be good pretty quick. I think they're, I think they're going to be solid. It's just they have to show up the O-line. The O-line is literally terrible. <laughs> they're going to get this all defense has always been good. So every every year I was there, I had three D coordinators because they all left and went to bigger schools. My first one went to Navy. Now he's a head coach at Navy. Nice. Uh, my second D coordinator, now the D coordinator at Eastern Carolina. Yeah. And- Third one just went to Army. So the defense is always good. It's just they have to screw up the offense. That's really it. But rooting for both teams, I don't really root for Miami. I still feel like I got screwed over a little bit there. Like, <laughs> so it was a point in time when them lose every game. But now I'm cool with them. I'm cool with yeah. them. You know what I mean? But, You've grown up a little bit. Yeah, so you know what I mean? You, at first I wanted them to lose every game. Now it's like, okay, I'll cheer, I'll cheer for Miami. The best, so what the best was the, you're going to get a chance when NCAA football comes out next summer to to like create a dynasty with Kennesaw now and take them right all the way through to the title. Oh yeah, that's definitely one of those teams you use. Like yeah. you know, little kids are going to use Kennesaw State. Like oh, what's the school? You know what I mean? But it's yeah. big, big for the program to move into FBS. Now I can say I play FBS at both levels. I guess. Yeah. So what was the the transfer process like then? I know things oh. have changed, right? Like now it's it's like the NFL draft with the transfer portal opening up every day or like NBA free agency like we're talking about but like what was it like when you were transferring like what was the process yeah oh it was it was terrible I'm not gonna lie to you it was yeah it was awful because I didn't have the portal I was a I was a year before the portal happened oh I was gonna ask that 
Yeah. So literally, and then I was also a year before that you can just still stay at the FBS level and not have to not have to sit yeah. out of here. So all my options, I could have went to Georgia State again, but it was like, do I really want to sit out another year and not play? No, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So literally what I had to do, and I think that's why I'm so good at my job right now, is I had to prospect. Yeah. So I went to every single FCS conference. I looked it up on the website, every single FCS conference, and I emailed and I found the emails for all these because the directors online. That's awesome. I emailed the the wide receiver coach, the operations guy, um, the head coach, and the OC. All four of those people, every single school. And that's when I finally got contacts back. And people would tell me, hey, we're not interested. Hey, we, it was always really just like, hey, we don't have the scholarship count, basically. Yeah. Like, we didn't send our scholarship yeah. count. But I ended up getting like nine offers out of, out of, out of Miami just from just from emailing, you know what I mean? It was that's how I ended up at Kennesaw. I had to literally just just email and see what old coaches were following me. And went to a few visits, but eventually I just wanted to be back at home. I feel like the weirdest. Uh, if anybody that lives in the Midwest, I'm sorry for saying this, but Ohio is the most boring state of all time. Confirmed. Like Confirmed. I was like, man, I have to go back to I have to go back to the South. Like at least yeah. I know that was my biggest thing at Miami was if football sucked, everything sucked. Yeah. And, that's how a lot of that's how a lot of kids are at 19, 18, 20 years old. If football's not going good for you, not to say nothing's going good because everything just feels like it's crashing down. So I knew if I transferred back to Georgia, if football wasn't doing good, at least I had my family. You know what I mean? And at least I got my friends there. So yeah. Yeah. Helps the mentals for sure. You're right. Yeah, it's that, all, that's the biggest thing. Earlier, it's all you're focused on. Your whole day is football. And if it's not going well, it controls it. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's the hardest part that people that people, you know, when they leave football, it's it's finding that identity because again, you're much more than a football player. Your emotions should just come from a ball. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It should come from everything else around you and how that affects your life. So if football was going bad, you know what I mean, it was terrible. That's why yeah. that's why I think I had an offer from like Western Carolina, Richmond, a couple of schools like up the eastern seaboard, but I was like, man, like I couldn't see myself really being there. It's like I really wanted support from my family. And yeah. something to focus on, like my friends, family, because it gets lonely. You know what I mean? It, it does. Like it, people don't want to admit that, but it does. I, I never got homesick, but it does get it does get a little bit lonely sometimes. Well, there's not that many distractions there, like you said. Like your brother might feel differently, but like Ohio, there's not a lot to do. There's not a whole lot. Yeah, right? but when you, but when you go to Ohio State, there's a bunch of distractions. Yeah, because like, where's where's you know what I mean? It's a huge school, so it's like it's different from going. Now you tell me right now if I can go to Ohio State and trust Ohio State, yeah, I'm going to Ohio State. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a big school. There's lots yeah, of Columbus is a big city. Be, yeah, Columbus, be, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to to the mountains up in Western Carolina or Richmond, Virginia. Like I'm not doing no, that. That's not like, worth it. Do you want to come up to University of Maine? <laughs> do you have any eligibility left? That's the other thing is I don't want to be cold anymore. Like I was yeah. Cold, yeah. I don't want to be cold. Like, Go sell. Like, yeah, I hate being cold, man. I went up, yeah. went up to New York in June, and I'm like, why is it cold here? Like, why is it still cold in New York in June? There's I'm no like, reason to be cold anymore. Let me, back down, let me go back down to Georgia and be in my comfort zone. I'm sorry. That's smart. And you probably had a better experience when you got there, right? So that time you spent at Kennesaw, you were like, I'm having fun playing football here. Yeah, yeah that was my first. out of it. That was my first ever time. I remember uh, we lined up against Georgia State, my first ever game playing. And yeah. it was like, okay, my love for football and playing, you know, Again, I was the wide receiver and trip option office just out there blocking. Yeah, the vibes yeah. were cool, though, man. I was like, you know, I'm having fun. Like, I'm just running out here blocking, you know, yeah. not getting the ball, but I'm still having fun, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think um, that high kind of wore off, though. I was like, man, I kind of need the ball. And then that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, you can only so, block so much. 
yeah. Blocking yeah. wise, were you like more Cortland Sutton, more Larry Fitzgerald? Where where did oh, you no, I, was, I had to block my I had to block my ass off. Yeah, no one, got on the field, right? Yeah, they didn't they literally at Kennesaw, they didn't care who was out there at receiver because it was like yeah. What are we, just catch the ball if it's finally you pass you the ball, you're gonna be wide open because yeah. <laughs> like you, you ever seen army of those teams play? They're wide open because yeah. they're they're selling out on the run. So it's like we can put anybody else out there. But again, I just want to be with my family and and yeah. just be around friends and it was a good experience though. So. I like that. Mm. So then you know, we were talking about this and and I shared when we were working together my love for the NFL draft, and you're like, oh yeah. I used to work for the Colts and I remember the scouting combine. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jay, we need to discuss this. Let's mm-hmm. extend this meeting another 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> you <got> my attention. <laughs> um, so tell me like what brought you to the NFL and working for the Colts and like your experience at the combine a little bit. I'd love to hear a little bit. Literally, again, Mike, I will say this. I think this is why I'm good at my job because I did the exact same thing I did to get okay. recruited from leaving Miami to trying to get with the Colts. I literally looked up every team, yep. hit up every operations guy, head of scouting, GM, connected them all with LinkedIn, sent them all LinkedIn messages. I wish I had, you know, like a Zoom info back then where I can get their emails, but yeah. I had to. I had to I had, yeah, yeah. I, I had to like do some makeshift, like find a convention, you know what I mean? And, and do some weird like yeah, cyber to buy the email tree and like make yeah it- like I had to do that <laughs> stuff you know what I mean yeah. so um finally Jeff Brown who was, who was now the director of football operations for the Panthers he um messaged me back and at first he was like hey um you know I'm looking for interns I usually take about five interns every single year for the operations department but you know Yes, it's operational, but you're going to work with every single department there. And literally, you can just pave your own way through the organization. Like, he's like, I did it. He's like, I was a ball boy, and now I'm the director of football operations for the Colts, yeah. which is a true story. He was a ball boy for Peyton Manning, like, Sick. for five years. And now he's the director of football operations. He's been like that for, like, 15 years now. But um, it took me contacting every single team, and one person finally gave me the opportunity. It was Jeff. So shout out to shout out to him, man. That's a great guy. That's but, really cool. Like, yeah. Um, and, and at first, I it was so funny because I was like, I had just got hired for Zoom. I was like, oh my god, man! Like, what am I gonna do? And lucky, my manager was super cool to let me just take a leave of absence for about eight weeks, and I went to go work in the operations department. It was super sick. Like I said, it's you're literally working with every single department. Like it was. Yeah. My job basically consists of waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> shuttling guys from the it's a lot of busy work. So it's everything that you don't want to do. And it really, it really lines it up and really makes you like you have to love, truly love that, truly love football to to do that job. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's nothing easy. Like the only the easiest part is practice because it's like I was like, you're not needed. All I gotta do is make the practice because I'm not doing anything during practice. I can just sit and watch. I, Good. I can watch one-on-ones. I can go watch T.Y. Hilton. I can go watch Michael Pittman. Thank you. Finally. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's definitely a fun job to do, but it's it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It grinds people out for sure. Like you like you said, you have to love it because to hang on long enough to make it to where the people who make their way up to work make it, you got to keep after it. And there's like, 
every day you probably feel like you want to quit because you're not getting any of the glory. You're not getting any of the accolades. You're not getting any of the attention. You just got to work in silence until somebody notices you and you get that next shot. And then you got to keep going. That's literally what it is. I, I had a couple guys. Um, so they offered me to come back as as just an equipment guy because it was like, all right, well, yeah. you can do this for a year and then you can probably go be a scouting intern, whatever the case may be, because that's how they, that's how you open doors in the NFL. Same yeah. with the NBA. Eric Spoelstra was the video guy. Now he's the head yeah. coach for, for the Heat. You know what I mean? So it's everybody's path is kind of the same hard path of, but I was like, man, it's so much more to life than that. I'm like, I'll come back to this. You know what I mean? Let me get, let me get a job. Let me get some money first. Cause I was making 750 an hour. Like, you know what I mean? Put in 94 hours a week. I know you give, hey, you give, you give Gibby an opportunity to be Peyton Manning's equipment manager. He's probably doing that job for free. So it really yes, depends on how much you love. <laughs> I'll take six fifty if the next guy's taking seven. <laughs> My wife won't like that. it. You say that until you open your check and it's like, "Why well, did ninety five hours to get this much?" I'm like, well, "I lost money somehow." Like, so the secret, you- the secret, the secret, KJ is you just don't look at your bank account. You like your account. Yeah, cash. Nobody needs that. That's how I felt, man. My first job in sports, were selling tickets. I got my paycheck, and I was like, "So I'm eating hot dogs and rice basically for dinner yeah. every night." Yeah. Like, and like it, so my brother was on the the show back in December, yeah. and when he was an intern at Harvard athletic program, like he was doing the radar gun for the Red Sox and making yeah. like forty bucks a game, and he'd eat like post meal, you know, games with or post game meals with the the team, and then he'd go and get dressed up to be an usher at like the local movie theater. <laughs> so he oh, could make. Huh? It's tough. It's like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not an easy road. And so like, there's kind of a newfound respect and thank you for kind of painting this picture of people that have worked in sports and have made their way up through. It's crazy. It's sick. It's incredible. It's the fact, cause you're not, you're not getting, you're not getting paid at all. Like let's, my dad has a friend that's a scout for the, for the bills, really close friend. And I asked him, I was like, yo man, like, when they offered me a job to do equipment, I was like, yo, can I, you think I can move to Indianapolis with $6,000 on my bank account? He's like, man, that's more than enough. He's like, he's like, well, that's more than enough. Man. Like, you can take the job. I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm that's like, someone who loves it, who's in it, who who doesn't care. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you don't have, you, you can't care. You can't care. Like you're going to be a debt. Like you're going to be whatever the case may be. But yep. it's like, Jeff was telling me, it was like, but you have the greatest job yep. in the and that was my thing. It was like, I wanted to be around my family. That's why I didn't take the job. I wanted to be around my family, my girlfriend, all that. And he was like, listen, KJ, like these opportunities, they're hard. You know what I mean? They're hard to come. I think about how you got this job. He's like, most people that leave, you know what I mean? They get a taste of basically what life is outside of football. You know what I mean? You get the, you get to actually afford things, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but, uh, but it's just, you um it's a it's a different type of focus and i commend everybody that works that job i honestly feel like everybody should work a job for an nfl yeah. team during training camp because then you'll see it's it's so funny because there'll be reports about carson wentz that i already knew about like yeah. three days before it even breaking out to the news there's so That's much fun part. you know it's like and there's some people you bring in for tryouts that like we had ha ha clinton dicks to the tryouts yeah. he didn't the team like you know what i mean it's like there's so many different things that people just don't know. And then once you, once you see how an NFL team is really ran, it's truly ran as a business. Like it's just other people have cooler jobs within the business. And you like, okay, you're the quarterback. So you have a cooler job than the scouting intern. 
You know what I mean? But right. everybody is on the same payroll. The GM is actually just like a GM of any company. Like he seeds everybody. Chris Ballard, GM for Colts, like he knew everybody. Like he knew my name in the building. He knew everybody in the building. It's just those guys are crazy with that. Like they got there because of that. They they're almost like savants. They know yeah. keep they can process every and those orgs are huge. How many people worked for the Colts while you were there? Oh my God. It was we we had even a whole wing for for the ticket people. You see what yeah. I'm saying? But it was it was everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew what you were doing. Like and the GM just knew everybody. Like he hires everybody. Like he's on everybody's payroll. It's it's truly ran like like a business. It's just the players are just the most the people that are getting paid the most in the business. Like, but everybody else has a job. If you just do your job, you're gonna be able to find your way into into the league. Like you're you're gonna be able to paint any way. That's why they're like, yeah, do equipment for a year and then go be a scout. Like we'll, yeah. we'll promote you. We'll promote you. Yeah. Why not? I was a ball boy and now I'm the director of football operations. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. just Closed mouths don't get fed. So if you if they know where you want to do and you just do the work, yeah, it's a, it's a rite of passage. That's all it is, basically. Yeah, those are the those people that make it all the way through like that are are the um they're the exception rather than the rule. But everybody has to chase that dream, right? That's what keeps you moving. But the amount of those stories uh, far are far outweighed by the people who like try to grind it out for a little bit and they're just like, hey, I can't do it anymore. You have to love it, man. I'm telling you, I was getting up five in the morning. I'm like, man, I love sleep. It's like. <laughs> I was like, that's all I was. I came back to Zoom. I'm like, wow, man, I can start my job at nine o'clock. This is amazing. where's my BDR at 8 30. Like, no one's looking at for me. Like, I can I can log on, I can open my laptop at 12 o'clock. No one be like, oh, KJ got here. Oh, cool, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? There, um, no, man, you're so I'm just kidding, KJ. But so tell me a little bit. Uh, I know you're you're into the NBA and everything, but NFL teams, if you're getting news a few days early, um, no. And, and you've always had a good pulse on things over the past few years that I've known you. Um, teams that you think are a little bit overhyped by the media right now that you think like, oh, we're getting a little too much love. They're not going to be a 10-7 team. They um, might be a 7-10 and 10 team. Or This could be exciting. I'm hoping for it. So you can yeah. break it down however. If you have three teams, if you have an AFC team or an NFC team, good yes. either way. Yes. Nope. Jets, the Jets, Jets, Jets. I, if you look at the division, man, like the Dolphins are so good, like they're they're so good, and then you have the Bills. Okay, those are two teams that have always been good. It's like, where do they think they're gonna come in and just like steal the whole division? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where I'm just like, mm, let's let's pipe the brakes. I know you have Aaron Rodgers, but my thing is like, how much at this point in the career does Aaron Rodgers really care about football? You know what I mean? How much does he yeah. really, truly? They have immense talent, a lot of talent. You know what I mean? But where's the? Just because Aaron Rodgers there does not mean the offense. We saw the offense sputter in, in with the Broncos. Sorry, sorry, Mike, but it's okay. Sputter, sputter with the Broncos, and you got all yeah. these. It's like I think people it takes need time to, to incorporate new quarterbacks. A little bit on the Jets, like please, like okay, I understand sorry. that Rodgers, but. And then Garrett Wilson is going to be a top five receiver next year. That's a hot, that's my hot take. He's really yep. good. He's good. He's sick. But let's 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 calm down a little bit. Um, yep. Another team, overrated teams, man. I I got a lot of teams. I feel like people aren't talking about enough. Like I think. Oh, Saints, let's go there. Yeah, I think, I think the Saints are going to win the division. Like I don't. I think I, so too. I don't see why they wouldn't. Like they they tried to win games with Andy Dalton or was in games with James Winston. Like you had Derek Carr, who's 
a step oh, ahead of Garoppolo, why why wouldn't they win? You know what I mean? Why why yeah. can't this be Drew Brees in their later years, like how he was? I don't I don't understand why they can't. You know what I mean? Wide open. Yeah. And their people, offensive people line like really the Falcons good. a lot. People like the Falcons a lot in that division, but like we got to see it first. I don't know if I trust Ritter. Yeah, like like you know what I mean? Like where where does this newfound like the Saints have always run that division? I don't understand. Where where it comes, from. they just upgraded that QB, and people are still talking about them not winning the division. Like, yeah, what's what's good here? And they were right there in most of the games, right? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, of course, let's see some other teams that are just super overrated. Um, there's a lot. It's exciting this year in the league. Now you have so many rookie quarterbacks. You have so many moves. Now it's like, what team is going to you know rise from the crop? Basically, yeah. And- so you have a close connection to Ohio State. I know this. Your brother's the cornerback there, and good luck um, to Jordan. (laughs) Go for it. But um, So tell me a little bit about C.J. Stroud. And, like, you watched him probably more closely than 99% of our listeners. Like, does he jump in this year with the Texans? I know the Texans have a lot of holes to fill. But, like, is he going to just be, like, plug and play and he's going to be good? That's – that was kind of the scouting report on him. I think you'll see flashes of greatness. Like you're going to see flashes of greatness. And then he's also going to, I feel like the one thing with CJ, he's going to learn fast that he does not have Marvin or Harrison Jr. and Mecca. Yeah. Also, yeah. Lave. Like you're throwing to Nico Collins and, and whoever else yeah. <laughs> there. It's not the same. His, no. his, his pinpoint actually, like there's balls where I watch, like, cause I went to the games. It's like, there's no way this ball should be completed at all. There's, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, Seeing how fast he's going to transition to the speed of the game and how he processes things is going to be the biggest thing because he's got all the talent in the world. And he, the kid is a natural born leader. If you see any of these, if you see any of these messages coming out of minicamp that, yo, oh my God, CJ Stroud has the whole team behind his back. That's no surprise. My brother's like, the dude can lead anybody. He's an amazing guy. Like, like just from hearing stories from operating into him at the facility, like, it's like, he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, so genuine. That matters. I think. I think he his ceiling can be higher than Bryce than Bryce's. Yeah. Bryce so. is down in the world, but CJ could be your Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? He could be your Joe Burrow. When he in it. Okay, he might he might struggle his first year. He might get injured his first year. The case may be, but you get him one receiver, and which they're going to get next year because they still have a high draft pick. Sure. You get one more receiver or some some guys around that can just yep. play. Make the necessary moves in the offseason because D'Amico, D'Amico Ryans is going to have the defense. Yep. Yeah. All the Bengals did the uh, the year after Joe Burrow was signed a bunch of free agents, Trey Henderson. Yeah, Trey, they got – and then they got Jamar Chase. All those, all, those, all those type of guys. He's going to struggle this first year, but I think the Texans can can be something serious within the next three years, honestly. Yeah. I it's exciting, that. man. It's, it's really exciting. I didn't realize how cl- – I, I didn't really learn this till late in the process. I didn't realize that him and Bryce were so close. Like, they grew up together. They played ball together literally their whole lives, like, growing yeah, up. California. It's, it's, it's a same thing. Yeah, you said they're leaders. They bo- Everybody says to a man, like, they're leaders. Like, Bryce is always going to be a little bit more limited, obviously, just because of his size, and CJ doesn't have that issue. But, like, okay. those are guys that they've already won over the veterans. It's crazy. Like, that – It's no surprise. It's no surprise. Like I said, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast – if you just do things the right way, people are just going to follow. It's more about you're, you're not listening to the raw, raw guy. You're not listening to yeah. if you see that guy busting his ass every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why wouldn't I want to be around that? Right. You know what I mean? like that's you, you surround yourself around people that have likewise tendencies and what, where they want to be. And you'll see it. Nothing goes unnoticed. Like someone's watching. They, they see the work you put in. 
You know what I mean? Like that, that everybody sees it. So you got guys like that. It's easy to galvanize locker room. It's like, bro, he's just coming to work every day. Yeah. Put the just work in. Just that's why I said the people that catch on fast are the people that literally just do things the right way. If you just do your job, yep. man, everybody's going to like you. <laughs> I love it. I have, uh, I have three quick hitters um, before we, we take off for, for the evening. But um, young wide receiver, um, who would you take on, on your starting a franchise? Not like salaries or even – it's not a fantasy draft. Uh-huh. Um you know, same quarterback, same running back, same offensive line. Jamar Chase okay. or Justin Jefferson? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Why Chase. is that? Jamar Chase. I agree. Jamar Chase. You know, yeah. this is not taking any away from, anything away from Justin yeah. Jefferson. But Justin Jefferson works in the slot a lot. A lot. You see what I'm saying? So the slot receivers are your third best corner. You're going to get some safety sometimes. You're going to get – that's nothing taken away from the dude is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Jamar Chase – I truly feel like one-on-one that nobody in this world can stop Jamar Chase one-on-one. Like he's winning outside. He runs, he's running every route, post nines. Like he runs them all. He's like, he's like Steve Smith, a bigger version of Steve Smith times like 10. Like he's stout kid runs a four, three dynamic ball in his hand. It's like, he's the only person where it's like, I truly fear for what's going to happen next. They don't have a safety on the top. Yeah. And I feel like, Having that influence over having an influence over a D coordinator, it changes the way you call plays completely. Like the the dude is the dude is nuts. Yeah. And I Justin Jefferson is good, but I will say he's a little bit more. Versatile. I mean, I'm giving you two great options, it's right? Like, you're giving you you me two great options, but I truly feel like those two are the best receivers in the league. Like, and then yeah. and then you got um CD, I, no, you get Tay. Get Tay. I, I gotta say, Tay's still the best. Tay, yeah. Tay I'm still the best receiver in the league. Yeah. By far, Tay, I'm still the best receiver in the league. But you give me those two, I'm giving Jamar Chase every time. Yeah. Every okay. time. Yeah. I I agree. Let's see. Let's see. And you don't have to appease uh, your host here. Cornerback. Uh, okay. um, yeah. I want Gardner or Patrick Sertan. Man, that's so tough. That's, and could you beat any of them on a on any round? If we go ten times, I can go. I can get twice. I can get it twice. I can get it twice. <laughs> yes. if, we, if we go ten times, I, I if I got a good quarterback that's going to give me the ball, I can win on a slant. I can win on a slant. I'm telling you, I can win on a slant. All right, I'll call Russ. All right, all right. call him on the phone. Thumb, Russ thumb, doesn't thumb throw slants. Russ doesn't throw slants. <laughs> Russ doesn't throw anything. Right. That's no. hopefully he gets, gets better. But man, you got to give me. Uh, that's like the hardest question in the world. Give me Tariq Woolen. Thank you. That's your answer. That's your answer. Give me Tariq Woolen. Doss <laughs> will gamble more. Certain is like more technical. Cerebral. Like... He's not going to get beat repeatedly. Yeah. Doss is going to be the guy who gets you maybe 10 picks in a season, whereas Pat's maybe going to get you four or five, but he's not going to get burned. And Sauce is going to have some games where I don't know who's on their schedule this year. I haven't looked, but like he's yeah. going to get – like Diggs is going to light him up for a game. Like it's going to yeah. – yeah, they it's, to, it's like the Ric Flair Hulk Hogan thing for your '80s wrestlers. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You got to give me I, again. I'm a Seahawks fan, so I love Tariq Woolen. Uh, yeah, with Devon Witherspoon, like I think they're gonna be nasty. But Witherspoon was someone that that I was very very high on. He's mean, dude. He's big. His yeah, tape, he, like, yeah, he's like nice. a safety, but he he moves. He's fluid like a cornerback. Mm-hmm. So, so he. So what, 
What's what up? was like your was there a cornerback you ever matched up in college that either has made it to the next level or that you're like, oh shit, this guy's this guy's tough. I know you're blocking 90% of the time, but yeah. I've um, played high school because Gwinnett County has the most talent. Gwinnett County has the most talent, probably is is probably the most talented area for football in, in the United States. I feel like completely. Like it's just especially when I was in high school, it was, it was, it was just insane. But the best corner I've ever gone against is this guy named D'Angelo Gibbs. He is okay. the best corner I've ever. D'Angelo Gibbs kind of crashed out and burned. He went to Georgia. He was a uh, he was one of the top recruited, top rated recruits. Went to Georgia, left Georgia, went to Tennessee. He had offered in seventh grade. He was like one of the first guys ever offered in like seventh. Yeah. Grade. He was probably like a guy where I was like, man, this guy is amazing. But in Gwinnett County, you're seeing that every day. Yeah, every day. Have y'all seen the video of the guy? You probably seen it. The guy at the Nike Spark Camp that that jumped in the air and it looked like he kind of like floated yeah. a little bit. That's my yeah. best friend in high school. Like I grew up with him. Like, oh, no way. He, he was a receiver. He was literally the receiver on the opposite side of me. Like so, but that's everything. That's every day. Like my 2014 class, I went to Miami. I went to Miami. My best friend went to USC. His brother went to USC. It was a tight end because they're brothers. Um, the other receiver went to Kentucky, another receiver went to Mizzou, and another receiver walked on at Troy. And another, one, and another one had an offer from um, he had he had multiple offers, but it didn't up, didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. Big Ten offers. That's seven. That's seven receivers in one room, all in one room. So the town is crazy. If you tell me to say one corner, it's so hard. But I yeah. get names of guys that are just like uber talented. Like it's just it's that's incredible. Kind of play. That's, that's why cool. I feel like. I was always prepared athletically and talent and like the talent going into college because I was playing against the best of the best every week. Yeah. It's, it's literally like the SEC. Like you're playing against you're playing yeah. against the best of the best competition. Like I had a five star tackle on my team. That's the greatest person I've ever seen play football in my life. Freak athletes. Yeah. Just 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 nuts, man. But if I can say some other guys I knew were just amazing, man. I've seen Alvin Kamara play my freshman year of high school, which which was insane. Like he's he just stood out. Oh my God. Yeah, he went to Norcross. So Norcross is a school like right, probably about 20 minutes away from me. They're in our they're they're one of our heated rivals. Yeah. He was amazing. Uh Lorenzo Carter was amazing. Um, yeah. He went to he went to Norcross. He started catching lobs for them on their basketball team, like dunk on everybody, like ridiculous. Yeah. They won the state championship football and basketball that same year. Um Man, it's just the talent is just crazy. I can't. I wish I knew. Like, I. I it's, That's okay. That's this okay. is why this is going to be better sooner than anybody thinks. Is because you're going to get some of these guys. They're going to be it. They're going to end up at Kennesaw because it's. A it, it happens. Like that's what the that's what the math schools do. They they get their they get their linemen. They get their D linemen from yep. from you know from the north because they don't have yep. spring football up there. But you get these homegrown. Big like linemen, you know what I mean, that you can find anywhere. And then you go at your skill position from the guys that didn't get the Georgias or the South Carolinas or the Alabamas from the yep. South. But you got capable playmakers. Like we see it all the time. We have Mac receivers like Deontay Johnson and and Tony Brown and Sky yeah. Moore and and those type of guys, Dwayne Eskridge, who plays for the all these guys are always drafted every year. That yep. can just I can play. It's just opportunity a lot of the time, right? Like it's hard work that leads to opportunity too. But yeah. um they can't be guarded. Skill position, I feel like skill position, you can 
if you just start, you would never find you. Now, D-line, it's like, you can't help. You're not 6'6", 300 pounds like Jordan Davis. Right. Like, you, can't run over. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't help that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, dog, if I go tell you to run a post and you're cooking every dude running the post weighing 160 like Tank Dell for the for Texans, yeah. I'm on our team. Like, it's just that easy. Yeah. Get open. As long as you're not Nate Hackett trying to drop a play to get someone open. I but, can't believe uh, he's still employed. Oh, right. <laughs> so, KJ, uh, our first time guests have to always answer like, yep. if you were driving right in between, you're going to one of the games yeah. um, as a spectator and you're, you, you know, you got to stop the gas station. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. You're not going to eat until like five or six o'clock at night, but mm. you need a snack. You have nothing. You haven't gone grocery shopping. Yeah. Stop at the gas station. What is your go-to gas station snack? Oh my God. How how bad have I ate that whole week? That that depends. Oh, good wrinkle. Good wrinkle. That is a good wrinkle. Uh, how bad here's, have here's, I eaten? Here's how we should qualify this. That's a great so KJ, that's a great point. This should be like you are the hungriest you've ever been. And yes. you can only get something from the gas station. What are you just like without even thinking like I've got to have that thing? I feel like I'd be criminal if I said a hot dog. Like I feel like someone need to put me behind bars. On the roller? Rollers, Seven Eleven, yeah, they got chimichangas on there. We've had that. An- somebody answered rollers. Yep. my yep. stomach, my stomach, man. That's just not going to do good for me afterwards. No, no. all day. Uh, let's go with. Oh my gosh, it's hard. Because so many options. I can't say chips because that's not going to fill me up. You, well, what kind of chips? Cool ranch Doritos, hot hot Cheetos. Cool ranch Doritos, hot Cheetos. Yeah. Man, I might even get a quart of ice cream. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, <laughs> yes. I think wow. if I, Jerry's pint or haagen right out of the freezer. Yeah, like, yeah. Ooh. But I feel like if I truly want something like food, yeah. it's either going to be the hot dog or I'll get, like a, I'll get like 12 Slim Jims and just eat all those. Like, oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, or I, or I get, I'll get like a bag of chips, like the Smart Pop, the little white cheddar ones. I'll yep. get some. Look, yeah. Yes. Okay. A lot of people end up. In your scenario that you just mentioned, a lot of people just gravitate to jerky because it's going to fill you up. Well, most that's people. what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to you got to get the jerky, man. If I'm starving, I need some, I need some something to eat. It's going to be the jerky or it's going to be the slim jim. Hundred percent. Is that our first? I feel like we've had one other person say they might get a pint of ice cream. Gibby, do you remember? We really got to start tracking this, man. I'm going to track it. I'm going to go back. To sales we need like, an intern. We need an intern to go back and yeah. listen to all these. Hey, don't apply for the Colts internship. Uh, <laughs> we need to join the system. Yeah, um, a of ice cream, you know, the Ben and Jerry's or something like I that. that. That'll be my first choice. Second choice would probably be the jerky. You get that nice sugar high, spike you, spike the blood sugar real quick. It could, could, could sustain you for like three hours. I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm, sometimes yeah. you open a bag of chips like, man, I really just eat those. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel gross and I'm going to yeah. need... Yeah, yeah, you feel bad about yourself. You have to ice cream is like, man, I'm happy, bro. Like, let's go start my day. Like, uh, let's go yeah. find some more food. Let's not starve for the rest of my life. But yeah. So KJ, <laughs> your Hawks are picking at 15. Uh-huh. All right. Who's the guy? Who are they picking? Do you want that's outside the lottery, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's so. Uh, yes, just outside because they lost to the Celts, right? And was it the first yeah. round? Yes. Yeah. If, if Grady Dick can fall, yeah, which I don't think he is. I would love that. Yeah. They need, some, they need some more shooting. Man, it all depends what they're doing with Capella because they're about to trade him. I know. I heard Hunter, too. Hunter and Collins are both like halfway out. Oh, Collins, Collins, Collins needs to go. Everybody's been out for seven everybody, years. Everybody in Atlanta hates Collins. Collins, yeah. 
Collins can leave. They're paying him thirty million for him not doing anything. Get get him out of here. Yeah. Um, I think I like Derek Lively. So they trade Capella. I like yeah. Derek from, from Duke. That's yep. another guy that could fall. I really love Jalen Strother from uh from Gonzaga. Yeah. Who? But he's not. He's not probably not gonna go that early. He's nice. Um, but I. I, I was telling Gibby, I like that point guard from Arkansas. Oh, Nick, is it Nick Smith or the other one? Or uh, the other one. What's it? What's his first Anthony name? Anthony Black. Anthony Black. Yes. Anthony yes. Black. So yes. they were they were two five star kids coming out of Arkansas. They played awful during the tournament. Yeah. Um, but Nick, like Anthony Black, is like six seven, six seven oh point guard, like big, swallows people up on D. Like and then Nick Smith was the number one guard. He was the number one player in the nation in his class. The number one player. Period. Yeah. So if either of those guys fall, the Hawks just need some excitement, man. It's this team is so average. Like, I don't think I don't know if you can it's probably like watching what's well, a football team that's just so average. It's like, oh my god, like Bears. I have to watch the New England Patriots. The Bears, probably the Bears yes. So yeah. average. See what I'm saying? Like so <laughs> average. That's how the Hawks the Hawks just need some excitement. I just don't understand why nobody wants to come to Atlanta. Like it's Atlanta, like it's a good, it's there's something to do here. You know what I mean? There's yeah. You got World of Coke down the street. You know what I mean, like you do yeah. something here. Have yeah. you seen Have you seen uh, Grady Dick's fit for tonight yet on Twitter? Oh my god, I have, that's my favorite thing is looking at all the players. Yeah. With, it, man, it, what are you wearing, man? It might. Uh, it's going to sway you one way or the other for sure. I'm interested to see you know what you think there, buddy. You may you may it may change your opinion of him one way or the other. For no, sure. man, he can't be wearing something that bad. It's, it's electric. electric. You know what he looks like? Hey, he looks like Elton John. Is what he oh looks my like. god! What is he wearing? You know who yeah. had the worst to me? There's Garland a few years ago. I yes. think yeah. they gotta bring back the big suit, like the super massive suit. Yeah, Jalen Rose, like leave those behind, man. Please leave, those <laughs> leave, leave those behind. Those big suits, but you know everybody comes out of their huge chain now. Like no yeah. tie, no tie, no nothing. Like nothing. so, I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what Great Dick would look like now. Like that's, you'll see it. You're gonna like it. But do I have NBA teams? Uh, the the Boston Celtics, and yeah. I'm still not over Marcus Smart. Yeah, you got know, uh, Porzingis, man. I know. Gibby's yeah. having a hard day. I uh, I have an affinity for Marcus very emotionally defending him for nine years. Fifty percent of people here. So Marcus Smart is one of those guys in this fan base where, like, you pick a side and you just he's like defend it. Really, he's the polarizing character. Yes, Marcus Smart. Yes. Why? Yeah. I feel like it's like you have your defense player of the year. You have your dog. Like you have someone that 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 excites people. Why would you not like that? That's. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I think he. We had this conversation, but he's at the point now in his evolution as a player where he's, he's the things he does well are starting to be offset a little bit more by the stuff that he does when he like gives games. Like I was saying to Gibby earlier, heat checks from half court with twenty seconds on the shot clock in yeah. like six. He's not that guy. That's a Tatum. Let Tatum do that, right? So like, he just he's 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 tough either way. He's so up and down. The peaks and valleys with him are so crazy, and there's like no yeah. consistency. So and that's where some people. The, I mean, like he was there when when we were less than boring. We were twenty seven fifty five. Oh yeah, I know. I, our, know he he got, I love and it's like go quick, Marcus Smart on Paul Millsap because he's going off for forty eight right now. Yeah. Um. So and he could do it, and he was the only guy on the team that could get a stop as a rookie. Yeah. And then like, okay, they got a little bit better, and then all of a sudden they're playing in like Eastern Conference Finals ahead of schedule, yeah. and and so I think he's ridden this expectation that he's supposed to be. 
that the guy. voice. And we talked about this. We had this on another show, but um, and so after you listen to this, uh, re-listen oh, yeah, to uh, the Marcus Smart goodbye ceremony. But um, <laughs> so KJ, we got to have you back. Are you yeah, back? man. Anytime. Oh, I'm down. Hundred percent. I'll see if Jordan. Jordan's so low key, man. Like he's. He loves talking, but he's one of those kids. Like he's he, he he's an introvert. So we'll, like we'll get him before they play Michigan. We'll pull him out of his show. Yeah, you he, he'll come he'll come out of his show. But nah, man, I gotta come back. Like, like I said, we gotta get him for yeah. I mean, so good things have happened when guests have come on the show. Merrimack College, we had their athletic director. They uh-huh. won their conference basketball title. Yeah. We had a uh, uh, musician come on. They yeah. ended up on the Good Morning America show. Yeah. Um, so, and that's not because of one night in Pinehurst. That just happened. To well, me. Me. It, could be, it could be the luck. It could be the luck. All right, it could be the luck. So we got to get Jordan on before Michigan. Yeah. All right, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get him on. Hey, please. Let's do the, Hey, so I'm a bit, I'm a big college football guy more than NFL. I love it. I have a, I got these buddies that I, there's three other guys, there's four of us and we draft college football teams every year. We get together somewhere in a, like a location. We draft like 20 teams each. We throw a bunch of money in a pool. Like, so I watch a lot of college football. We should have you guys, you or your brother are both back for like a college football preview in like a month or two or something. Cause that's, oh, that's where I like to be. Or NFL, or NFL, no like, betting, no betting. We're not we going to do We can do a whole fantasy draft. So I, I, I'll definitely love to be back. Let's man. do it. Before the end You're of right. August, let's do a college football preview for sure. Okay. Good definitely. night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, KJ.